0: I grew up, you know, I grew up in the Bronx like with nothing, with just like primarily African American Hispanic Hispanic kids. So, mm-hmm. a lot of the information that was given to us, I always felt it was like the bottom of the barrel or like it just wasn't the top. Like it just wasn't the best. And I, and we have the internet. So we can see what's top tier. The leftovers, yes, and I used to get so upset in like middle and high school, because I'm like, there's so many opportunities out here, and you trying to give us like very limited options. And how are how are any of us supposed to grow, even know what's out there, if we're only limited, if we only see the same same thing?
1: Hey, Queens, yeah, you, you know who you are. God, come on, go ahead and put that crown in your head now tilt a little to the left now a little to the right perfect now let's get to work because we know you got big goals and you got big dreams and not afraid to let them know why because you step into your purpose you speak out on your faith and you shift up in your journey because you a boss Welcome to the podcast. Drop the expiring act with your host Belly of QueenBayGoals.com, reminding you that you are a queen before anything else. It's your life and your goals. Make it royal. Alright, y'all. Go ahead and work that crown. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today in the presence of the DTAA podcast listeners to join together fashion, and technology in matrimony commended to be honorable among all. (laughs) What's up, you guys? So welcome to another episode of the Drop the Inspired Night Podcast. I'm just having a little bit of fun, Um, but today's episode is going to be great. So if you've never heard of fashion technology, definitely listen to this episode all the way to the end. If you are somebody who is in a place where you're trying to find, you know, way your career fits with, you know, trying to do the thing that you love, definitely listen to this episode because, you know, the path isn't the same for everybody. Everybody doesn't just go to college and find the perfect job and, you know, spend 20, 30 years in that company. That's just not something that happens a lot of today. So you might have to do a little searching, but take some advice from Koi on how she found her way to fashion technology in this week's episode. So you guys, I hope you enjoy. By the power vested in me, by queenbaygoals.com. I now pronounce you ready to listen to this week's episode. All right, Queen Bays, welcome to another episode of the Drop the Aspiring Act podcast. This is a good one because today we are talking with Koi Griffin, founder of Fashion Technology Media Company. I want to make sure I get it right. Your own creativity. She's also yes. a TEDx speaker and an author. And when I read her bio, I'm like, well, first of all, how does fashion and technology meet? Like, <laughs> how did that happen? Yes. So can you give us a little bit of background of yourself before you got into the fashion technology and then tell us what fashion technology even is, because like, what is... (laughs)
0: Yes, I get this question all of the time. So uh, just a quick background about me. I'm Koi Griffin, born and raised in New York City, specifically Bronx. Um, I come from like an Afro Latina background and African American background, both. And um, yeah, being raised in New York City, I've always been interested in fashion, knew I wanted to work in fashion. So when I turned 18, A friend of mine, she was a designer, Mm -hmm. um, we decided to merge to create this like fashion brand called Incredibly Dope. So um, with that brand, I learned that I'm super business savvy. So we were literally like in Soho, which is like a trendy area of New York City, Uh and like asking random people to take pictures of our shirt, promoting (laughs) it at like 18 years old. And I just fell in love with that process. So... That's when I kind of knew that like, I wanted to work in fashion, but mm-hmm. I just didn't want to be a designer. So upon that, it was time for me to decide which college I wanted to go to, and I knew I needed to like, learn more um, business skill sets. So I went to Clarkson University to understand what it means to become an entrepreneur, and that's when I discovered the whole data analytics, analytics technology realm. I had no idea what it was. I was literally a girl from the Bronx going to, like, this all-white school, <laughs> learning about all these cool things. And then um, something just clicked in my junior year because I was interning at all of these companies, getting the experience in technology. And I'm like, this is boring. Like, I'm doing – I was working with, like, baby pow- baby products and stuff, like, oh, analyzing okay. baby products. I'm like, I don't care about that stuff. Um, so – I'm like, let me see if there's a way where I can use my skill set in the Mm -hmm. fashion industry. And that's when I discovered, like, fashion technology. And um, there was, like, different roles. So, like, there's trend forecasting, which are, like, people who um, predict what trends are going to be popular the next season. I'm like, that's cool, but it's kind of sounded limited to me, limiting to me. So then I looked up more different fashion tech skills, and I discovered 3D printing, where, like, nike 3d prints shoes um that's cool some of us use and then i found like augmented reality or like 3d models all of these cool things i'm like hold up none of my fashion friends (laughs) in new york know about fashion technology so fashion technology is essentially the merge of like the latest innovations with the modern or the late f- with the fashion industry so this can range from 3d printing which is um super easy to comprehend or even something more complex like augmented reality filters which is just stuff that we see on our instagram filters so do you okay. ever been on the instagram filters sometimes there there are brands who have like virtual try on glasses or like yeah, or they virtual- you can change your
1: eyes and the eyelashes all that ex- stuff
0: exactly fashion brands um uses that too. So you can virtually try on some of their goods. Um, so there's, it's a, there's a huge range of fashion technology. And I noticed that no one that I knew, mm-hmm. knew what fashion technology was or that it even existed. So that's when I found my niche. And I'm like, this is exactly what I want to do. <laughs>
1: Right, because when I saw it, I'm like, "What is fashion technology?" I had never heard it before, and I'm like, "That's this episode is called wrapping fashion on technology because I yes. think more people need to hear about this and know about it because I don't think a lot of people do." Exactly. So, in your intake form, you said that you were aspiring for two to three years before you said, "You know what? I'm going to do what I want to do." So, what was yes. happening in that two to three years? Ooh,
0: a lot. Um, so I knew I wanted to work in fashion technology. So I came from like a very entrepreneurial data analytic background. I didn't have no fashion experience other than starting my own brand at 18 mm-hmm. and like we kind of left it there. So I wanted to make the transition in college to work in the fashion industry. Okay. They saw my resume and they're like, no, I don't know how data analytics can help. So like no, no fashion job wanted to hire me. It was very nice. hard. Um, even though they needed analytics, Like it's a very important skill set no matter the industry. But um, so then I started like looking for startups because startups are usually more innovative. And there was a startup, this fashion tech startup called Wearway. I mean, no longer existed, but that's where I got my first introduction into the fashion industry and the fashion tech industry. So what made Wearway so cool was that they were actually putting for fashion stylists, right? Mm -hmm. Fashion stylists pull clothes for their celebrity clients, but they get these clothes from like these things called fashion libraries. Fashion libraries are super old school. It's like going to the mall, shopping. (laughs) So then these celebrity um, stylists have to go through racks and racks of clothes and all these things. So at Wearway, we put those fashion libraries online. So stylists can literally shop online like they would like a Macy's um, and have the pulls directly delivered to them so they don't have to carry like 20 clothes and stuff so i fell in love with that process i got like real since i was really close to the ceo It was a very small team mm-hmm. i really understood what it went um what goes into making a fashion tech brand so then i was like oh this is exactly what i want to <laughs> do Unfortunately at the time um, I was still a junior in college and where we moved to Los Angeles and I didn't want to oh. move to LA. So um, upon graduating, I worked at a variety of different fashion tech startups to kind of get the experience, but none of them were really giving me what I wanted. So I wanted to work directly with fashion brands and tell fashion brands like, this is what you need to do. Right. Like, why aren't you doing this? But the um, startup companies were just within there, just trying to sell their software. So um, that's when during that time I created an Instagram page called your own creativity. And on the Instagram page, I would just post different fashion tech things that were out there. But then I still noticed that like when I would tell my fashion tech friends, they wouldn't understand it. But when they seen visuals, they'd be like, Oh, okay, this was kind of okay. cool. But it, it was also still very corny because it was like, <laughs> it's new. You know, when things are new, it's not, it's not the best looking thing. It's just like, Oh, okay. This is This is I. So um, last year, I actually zoned in because I'm like, I need to figure out a way to explain what fashion tech is and make it cool. Right. So I really just re-strategized my home brand. Um, I worked with like Google coaches in New York City, and like I worked with my mentor, who actually was the founder of Wearway, who gave me my first um, Mm -hmm. opportunity, and I just created a game plan. And in this game plan, I'm like, okay, I want to do a presentation where I'm telling people, showing people what fashion tech is, and then from there, like, I'll figure it out. So right. um, that's when I went to Ghana to present, like, fashion technology, and I did, like, a whole presentation on it. And it, I, the way that people gravitated to it, I'm like, okay, this, I'm on to something. Now I got to figure out a way to monetize it. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: I love it. And I love your story because it's fashion technology was something that was out there and you kind of had to find your way to the, the part that you loved. Yep. So what do you say to people who are aspiring and they're trying something where, you know, people don't understand what it is that they're doing? What do you give? What advice would you give to those kind of people? Try everything. Okay. So <laughs> um,
0: what I would do, it took me up until last year to get the right definition of what fashion technology is, um, where people understood it. So, when I first started talking about fashion technology, I had like a long explanation. I already lost people once <laughs> I like my second census. So, I would just pay attention to everyone's reaction every time I say it, and then mm-hmm. I would tweak the words accordingly. And then, once I figured out that people resonated with innovative technologies that mm-hmm update, upgrades, like the fashion industry. Then I'm like, they, and then they're like, oh, that's cool. Like what? And then I just always name like three examples. So I say, keep it super simple. Um, when you're explaining something new and always have three examples on hand so people can
1: visualize it. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have a book that you have written and has some of that fashion technology in there. So can you tell us about this book? Yes. Yeah. So my book is called Leveraging Tech. Um, so I did a TED
0: talk earlier this year about fashion technology, mm-hmm. and I realized that people were super interested in it and yes. wanted to learn more, especially designers. But they didn't know where to look because there's too much, it's a lot of information out there. Um, and most of the information are super super technical, and designers they're not technical people, they're creative. Right, I want to so, see, yeah,
1: I want to see all this stuff,
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. So, I wrote a book with with like under 100 pages which essentially gives designers a quick guide to fashion technology so it tells you what is it what are the new trends examples of the trend Mm -hmm. and i also include like fashion technology tips which are ways that designers can implement some of these things right now like for example uh an instagram filter that's Mm -hmm. not something that's super expensive you can get one um depending on depending on what you want um, For like relatively under a $100 for a very simple oh, filter. that's not bad. Yeah. And for a simple filter for $100, any brand can implement that, especially for designers. If you're visual, you could get really creative and um, really showcase your brand that way. So that's one tip. And then another tip was like 3D printing, right? Mm-hmm. A 3D printer can be quite expensive if you're a small designer, but then there are alternatives like a 3D printed pen, which is like a glue gun. You know, it's a glue gun, you press the button and then the glue comes out and it hardens. Yes. A 3D printed pen, it has like a little button, you press it, you make the shape and then it hardens. Oh, so like, cool. yeah. So there's designers who um, create like accessories with that because oh. it's slow, like you can do small things. And a 3D printed pen is like under 60 bucks. And they have, kids can even use it. Kids do use it, actually. Um, So, like, I try to make things super simple and affordable, especially for small designers. And then um, also giving them the larger picture on when fashion technology fits in when they do grow. So how larger brands are implementing it, like Nike with their 3 d printed sneakers.
1: So you bringing it down to the small business owners who can still take leverage to fashion technology just on their budget. Exactly. Right. I love it. So you mentioned Instagram, you're on Instagram. So where can my listeners find you on your social media platforms?
0: Yes, you can find my page at Koi Griffin underscore. And if you want to learn all things, fashion technology, fashion tech tips, you can find me at your own creativity. um, Y O U R O W N creativity. (laughs) Um, You'll see it right when you, when you um, start typing it in.
1: Okay so we always end our podcast with a quote and the guests are giving a quote and you said when you learn something new share it so tell us why you chose that quote
0: yeah so i grew up you know i grew up in the bronx like with n- with just like primarily african american hispanic hispanic kids so mm-hmm. a lot of the information that was given to us i always felt it was like the bottom of the barrel or like it just wasn't the top like it just wasn't the best and i and we have the internet so we can see what's top tier mm-hmm. and they're so giving
1: I us like the leftovers
0: <laughs> the leftovers yes and i used to get so upset in like middle and high school because i'm like there's so many opportunities out here and you trying to give us like very limited options and how are how are any of us supposed to grow even know what's out there if we're only limited if we only see the same sh- same mm-hmm. thing
1: you know <laughs> I knew I was coming <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, with that I used to do a lot of research um, at a young age because my mom kind of like embedded that into me and I would always share like and give out the, the resources to my friends whoever had a question and I noticed whenever I shared that information people would find their path even if it was something super small to me that I thought was super small like just sending someone like Here's the tech boot camp, like that I see. You know, mm-hmm. next thing you know, that person is like now a software engineer. So oh, that's cool. Sharing, yeah, right. So sharing, sharing information. You do not know how much of an impact it can have on someone's life. So it, that information is what got me to this point, like learning about fashion technology and having the opportunity to intern with at a fashion tech startup mm-hmm. and learning the information that allowed me to like blossom and create my own book. So information is so powerful. And the only way to see our community and just people in general grow is to share it, you know.
1: Yes, and I love that. I love that you said that. So, you guys, make sure that you share it like you're sharing this podcast episode and sharing it with your friends so that they can listen to it. So, thank you for coming on the podcast today. I think I'm going to have to bring you back next season so you can tell us, like, where this fashion technology has taken you because I see it taking you places, like, really far. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. So, make sure you come back and listen to another episode of the Drop the Aspiring Night podcast. This season has been hot because, you know, we're dropping it like it's hot. And this was Dropping Fashion on Technology with Koi Griffin. All right, you guys.